0: Media presents NFT. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy, and I'm not cranky today, which should make for a better episode for all of us. I was joined by Tristan Hellerich, who is a Nine Lives Lounge member, and his top shot and NFT experience is really interesting. Um, And and I don't want to spoil it, but um, he was lucky and unlucky at the same time. So, I think you're really going to enjoy this one with Tristan and sort of learn about some of the unique aspects of his journey into NBA Top Shot and NFTs at large. Uh, Without further ado, let's jump into it. Here we go. Joining me on the Pack Rip Media guest line is Nine Lives Lounge member Tristan Hillerich. Tristan, welcome to NFT. How are you
1: today? I'm doing well. Happy to be here. You know, I'm a big fan. i I found the podcast from Pack Pack Rip, and I've listened to every episode. So it's really it's a cool thing to be on a podcast.
0: No man, glad glad to have you on. You're the third Nine Lives Lounge member uh, to join this illustrious list of uh, of guests, and I'm going to be doing you and six more to sort of round out the Nine Lives Lounge series that I've been working on here. So I guess, uh, despite your terrible shirt that you have on, um, let's let's jump into it. And for those of you who can't see, he's wearing a Minnesota Vikings shirt. We're not going to hold that against him, even though it is a football Sunday, and uh, of course. The Vikings are a vaunted NFC North rival. Um, But what got you into Top Shot and like how early did you get started? Let's start there.
1: Yeah, so back in summer of 2020, I was applying for like an internship and I had to find a newsletter that I followed and I signed up to this newsletter that uh, is like a private equity guy. He writes daily. And uh, one of the messages said, hey, you can bypass the line, get an account on NBA Top Shot. So I did it. I clicked onto it and you know, I thought it was kind of cool, but and I'm young, so I'm 22, just graduated college and I grew up collecting cards and I sent this to my twin brother and one of my best friends who's also in the like NFTs now. And we all had this conver- conversation of, ah, who would want this? Like. It's just a YouTube clip. Like, who would want that? So so, I had you,
0: a, so this is August 2020. And, I mean, this yeah. is – if you're talking August 2020, we're talking Alxo level early. We're yeah. talking the very, very, very beginning. We're talking you – you. so when did you buy your first moment? Uh, well,
1: it's – seeing stars i think was my first pack
0: oh my god um, okay 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 so so we're talking february or march so late, you had access march,
1: yeah.
0: holy cow okay so i guess the the second question has to be like how do you sleep at night knowing that you potentially missed on millions of millions of millions of dollars uh my god
1: yeah i mean it's not too helpful, like going in seeing <laughs> all these accounts that have like a million dollar valuation. And they say like, "Oh, started October 2020 or like November 2020." Because it's I had August, September, October, November, even December, because I think that's when Running Back came out and those packs didn't even sell out. So it's like could have done oh my a God. Seven grand debut for I don't know a couple hundred bucks, oh. but. Um, Yeah. And like, I remember like around Christmas time and I went back and found the email because I still don't get top shot emails because I unsubscribed from (laughs) the newsletters and it's, yeah. And I mean, I saw, like, I see things about how a lot of people that got burned by top shot in like February and March, they at least got an ape, got a cool cat, got a gutter cat, um, I have none of those, and I definitely was in the space back then, but I just wasn't on Discord a lot. I was only Top Shot oriented for so long. So like I, I mean, I
0: you're out 22. On... Okay, let's let's rewind. I mean, you're the world's most mature 22 year old reading these like VC venture newsletters about Top Shot in the first place. So you getting that alpha shows that you're probably extremely mature for your age. Um, you so was it just like reverse FUD like you just thought no one's ever why would I spend $18 on this pack of video YouTube clips like what what was ultimately holding you back you think from making the purchase if you could nail it down to one thing
1: you know I honestly just didn't do due diligence Um, I really probably just like I don't remember too well but I definitely didn't have discord back then and I feel like if I'd gotten into the discord and just asked a couple questions I think I definitely would have At least spent like fifty dollars to get a couple packs, and then after that, it's if I fall in love with Top Shot like I have now, like I spent a couple hundred, maybe in like college student, like I didn't have funds to spend, but
0: good point. Easily,
1: easily could have spent a couple hundred to a thousand, and back then, like you get a couple of Lebrons, you get a Steph, you like your way. Oh man, okay, so.
0: At what point do you go? Was it seeing stars where you're like, okay. Or, but it, seeing stars means that it's it's ripped now. Like we're talking, that's the bubble, the height of the bubble when seeing stars is out. So like, are you aware that like these things are selling for hundreds of thousands of dollars at this point? And is that why you buy the first pack or what what led you to the first pack purchase
1: specifically? Uh, well, two things, uh, the Yankees podcast, I listened to the short porch. They had mentioned it a couple of times. Like, Oh, like me and my buddies are into this. Like there was just a huge sale that happened. So I was like, huh, I'm pretty sure I have an account. Like that's not good. And then one of my high school friends texted me. He was like, Hey, have you heard about this? And I was like, man, I've had an account since August. Like, I don't want to hear that. But then it was like, all right, I got to get in, like try and get a pack.
0: So, um, so you, you get your first pack in March with seeing stars, um, what makes you decide that you're did it, when cool cat starts, are you like I'm all in on cool cats or was it once they started making the announcements around, we're going to add utility, we're going to do all these things for, for set holders. At what point do you realize, like, I want to collect this set.
1: Yeah. So honestly it was like listening to the first mint and hearing the rumors about the Lamello master challenge. Cause I knew Lamello was a very good rookie was going for a lot and I was just thinking if I could get him from doing the set, I could sell off all the the other cool cats and still make a profit, still make a ton of money. Um, So when I started buying up the cool cats, I want to say that was like middle of April. So like at the time, like, They've all gone down since then, but I didn't get burned like some people that bought a Luca for six k or like whatever. So, are you
0: buying the dip at this point? Like, has it gone? Has the descent started when you start really doing the Master Challenge at that point?
1: A decent amount, but it definitely wasn't the bottom. Like Luca went down to six hundred, and I think I paid like two point three for it. Okay, Um, it's like a lot of the moments went down. Um, and then where is Luca
0: Cool Cats at now?
1: Where has it? Really? I think it's right around like the two thousand range. It it's okay. fluctuated a little bit. So I level think I saw it was eighteen hundred. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I would. And then once the like I opened my Lamella pack, and then saw I was going for because I was in the like real downturn of Top Shot. It was going for a thousand eight hundred like. I didn't feel and like I wasn't gonna sell the other ones that I lost. Like I wasn't gonna sell Tobias Harris for forty dollars. Like so, I just held. Um, and then like another regret is, and this happened in Bitcoin in twenty seventeen. So I said before, college student don't have a ton of money, but I did make a small purchase of Bitcoin back then. And then like a couple months later, it dipped, and I didn't buy more because I doubted it. That same thing happened with Top Shot. It was. I put this money in, and then I just see my account in the red. Like I see Cool Cats going down. I see Luca going for like six hundred when I paid two thousand. Um, so I did buy a couple Top Shot S one debuts, like when things started picking up, like August. But I wish I had like gotten another Lamello, like Cool Cat, for like I think they were going for like eight hundred at the time, which now they're what eight thousand or something. So it's more just all the signs were there and I just didn't do it, but,
0: yeah, you know, I mean, it's easy to say that now, but yeah, I mean, if we go back um, in time to where everyone was, I, I have told many that I was snatching up seeing stars and finishing that set when the dip happened and, and it crashed and it was still a really good decision. You know um, I'm now liquidating that to move in on Jimmy Butler running back. But the point being that, you know it's easy in retrospect to go you know I should have known don't be too hard on yourself man i mean in the end a lot of people were scared and a lot of people were unsure and and to be honest i mean i think we can all look at it now and go they 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 produced too much supply with those weekly pack drops that were happening and there just wasn't the demand to to sort of meet that and uh then the sell off started you know um but i don't think I think it's it's easy to look back now and say I, I should have known, but I think a lot of people, mo- far more people were looking at it like, oh, this is the end. You know, this is – it was fun, but this is over. Uh, it's not picking back up. Then people were going, oh, it'll be fine. It'll level out. Just be patient.
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, it's always been a long-term play. Like once I knew it was NBA official, um, I've never doubted their product as – Like a long term play Um, but in the short term it's like I'm scared to put more money in I don't know what's like is this the bottom I don't want to spend $50 and have it be $30 the next day or whatever Um, but yeah I mean I've never been more excited about Top Shot than I am now entering a season where I feel like real marketing is going to happen like we saw Kevin Durant with the partnership this past week Um, and then like the Top Shot kiosk at summer league just having that ability at any of the 30 venues with fans at each and every game like i really think we're still early and going back to me having an account in august 2020 like that kind of helps me because i I do still believe the people in it now are early if there's 10 million people that get a top shot account we're one of five hundred thousand now and yeah
0: yeah so so how do you not overcorrect from from missing early and what i mean by that is you are in a position where you have this this miss of not getting into top shot in august of 2020 even though you had an account right but like how do you look at it and then not overcorrect and then overextend yourself in trying to fomo into these projects because now right in your mind you're going I don't want to miss on this. I don't want to miss on that with all these other NFT projects. I know you're involved in some other projects and you had some issues. uh, You got burned by some rug pulls, you know, on that side too. So like what goes in your head as you start to put your toe in the other NFT project waters as you're looking at this?
1: Uh, Yeah. So, I mean, that's definitely a constant learning game. Um, Like when I started, it was end of June and I got an alien boy. Madcap Militia, um, Lucky Maneki, and then uh, Untamed Elephants. Those were like my first four. Um, and like they're all pretty cheap. Like I didn't spend a ton of money. Um, and at that time, like I was looking at it like, oh, they have good community. They have pretty good art. They're all going to 10x immediately. And then like none of that happened. I didn't sell any. Um, but at the same time, that was my budget. So then, when Cool Cats came around, and I don't know when I saw them, out I know I saw them probably below point two, because I know Punch Father was was big on them, and me being a Cool Cat member, I still was like, I can't do it. Like I've I've paid for these other four, and none of them popped. Like I need to sell something before I buy it and then we know what happens to Cool Cat. It just blew up. Um, but yeah, it is just a like I definitely haven't paid for a new nft recently um it's more i'm in some projects that i do think have long-term nft potential um and that's really looking at the developing team um and the community behind them uh anna metas is one that i think super undervalued and i posted a thread about them on my twitter that like their team behind them and then like who their target audience could be if like the mass population of NFTs really takes off, um, I think that's just a very good project to have. Um, and then the Koala Intelligence Agency—that's another one that I like a lot. Has a ton of unique ownership, unique ownership percentage, and then like it's good art and good, really strong community, um, and super undervalued in my opinion.
0: So, so you you our recent college graduate, what did you study and where did you go to
1: school? Yeah. So I graduated from university of Virginia and I was in the business school and I did uh, management and marketing and then business analytics.
0: So, so the, like you can geek out on the data component of all of this. You're interested in that.
1: Yeah. I love looking at like what drives the numbers as far as the community. Cause I know like, having people talk about it a lot, but if you really look at like the ups and downs, it's only a matter of time for a project that has such a high like ownership for it to pop, if that makes sense. So I like looking at that type of stuff and then like the ins and outs of what their backing is, like what their goals are, who they want to reach. um, So really like looking at what the management side of each team is, as well as the numbers of who owns it, Etc. Makes sense. So I, I guess, you know, as we look to
0: sort of think about the future of, of series three with top shot starting, what's your collector focus at this point, as you get into this new season, are you team collecting? Are you looking, you know, you following the girl dad philosophy? Uh, are you just collecting what you love? You know, what, what what sort of your approach as you approach series three?
1: Uh so I'll first talk with how I established the basis of my collection. So I got really lucky. And in the, I think the first hollow drop of S2, I packed the number one Emmanuel quickly MGLE, um, which I was able to do a trade with Jack Settleman. And I got like a Luca debut, Zion debut, uh, Damian Lillard, S1, MGLE, um, and then a Trey Young debut, so like I have those long-term holds that I want. Um, and then in the finals pack, I packed a Giannis legendary moment. That's obviously long-term hold. Unless someone wants to trade me the LeBron debut and the Kobe tribute, I'll do that.
0: Well, um, maybe maybe someone listening. Uh, Jason Metz, the bad boy of Top Shot, loves to make a trade and uh, traded his way to that KD running back, so you never know uh, who's yep. listening and, and what might happen.
1: Serial number eight, so it's a top 10 serial, too. Yeah, um, that's awesome. But as far as what I'm collecting, um, you know, nothing's more fun to me than ripping a pack. Um, so I try and get any pack I can. Um, but I just moved to DC for my job and I don't have like a true favorite NBA team. I've always grown up. I like LeBron a lot. I've always followed him. Uh, I like Dame a lot. Um, but the idea of Top Shot sending you to a game in a box or like a Top Shot um, like section makes me want to really complete the Wizard set just because I'm pretty close. Um, and I, I it changed. I originally wanted it to be Minnesota because I'm a Vikings fan in football and like, I think the Timberwolves have a lot of good young pieces with Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell. Um, but if I'm doing it based on a top shot perspective of real utility, I can't just go to a Timberwolves game, um, but I could go to a wizards game on a Tuesday night. Like I could definitely do that. Uh, so it's really my focus is getting those guys Um and the one holding me back is obviously the running back, Otto Porter Jr. Um, God bless that's... him as a, as a
0: Bulls fan. Mm-hmm. Otto Porter was hurt more than he was healthy and uh, made a lot of money. Uh, so it would kill me to have to buy that, that rib. But, you know, you raise a good point. It's interesting. Like, you know, I, your context is that you're transplanted into D.C. So that in real life utility for you is not really based around fandom, it's based around convenience and location, which is pretty interesting, I think. Um, Yeah, I I am, since we've been recording, I have delisted my LeBron and KD Seeing Stars since we started recording, because when you talked about like this idea of, 10 million aren't here yet and and people are coming in the marketing machine, I just go, you know what? I don't wanna break that setup. I don't, I'd rather get liquid in other ways and so, literally, while we were talking, I went on to Top Shot and delisted those two, uh, and and I, I think I'm going to keep that set intact. But yeah, I'm, I'm all in on the Bulls, especially this series with this series coming up and the way they've rebuilt their roster. I'm really excited. Got Ray Allen in the running backpack, and then um, yeah. sold it, and then flipped it to get Tyson Chandler and Ben Gordon. And a couple others, uh, and starting to stack uh, Dapper so that I can get that Jimmy Butler. That's that. That's the focus now. Um, what was your view on Collector Score as someone who's sort of been in, even if you weren't purchasing, you've been around for a long time? Um, like, are you are you in favor of the priority queue structure, or for you, is this one of those things that you you'd rather just have everyone have a random chance of getting it?
1: Yeah. So I think there's definitely two schools of thoughts with it and i have been around where there's no queue it's just 300,000 people people get in you just hope you get a pack um i mean the two schools of thought are the rich get richer and while also like giving the collector a chance if that makes sense um so being that i qualify for priority one most of the time um i like it i like my chances um, but at the same time, I think we deserve it because I think top shot is trying to do, and I think this gives them the chance to uh, get rid of the people that just want to rent seek and like flip a pack as soon as they get it. Um, but that being said, I liked a lot how they did this last run back pack because my brother and friend, like they're not in the top shot. they're in the other nfts, but they were both able to get a pack and, the general queue and one of them got shacked so Jeez. yeah not bad um, yeah so I, I like the queue aspect a lot because it just their thing is they want to reward the collector um so I think that only makes sense to have the collector score exist and then the team bonus like if you collect your team um, you should be rewarded in where you're placed in a queue
0: yeah, that, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, I think that's a, a, a reasonable sort of stance on it too. I love the collector score because I feel like for me, who is risk averse, I'm not going to buy a ton of um, random, uh, like I'm not going to buy a legendary. I I might buy MGLEs, but only of the people on my team. I like the yeah. fact that I can be rewarded and these common moments can have some sort of use uh, and and padding collector score and I like the stacking component because I've completed a, a couple team sets, uh, T wolves, Hornets, and I was looking to get I got the Gerald Wallace so that helped with the the Hornets uh, Hornets set. But um, you know I think that you you sort of have this advantage to holding, and I think it's been good for people like me who aren't gonna try to rent seek and are looking at this as a long term hold. You know, I was in PQ one for running back. I got a pack. It was nice, you know. Um, yeah. And then the other part for me is that, like, being in Asia, it really, really sucks because pack drops are at like two in the morning. If you're in, if you're, like old school queuing, it'd be like one or two in the morning. Versus now, yeah. PQ one was at nine PM. PQ two was at eleven PM. It's a lot more reasonable. So I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of what that's done. But listen, Tristan, I want to thank you for coming on. I think your your story's been good, man. They I I, like you can choose to focus on the fact that you had some misses, but I mean, getting a number one quickly and then flipping it to Jack settlement and scoring a bunch of assets that are long-term holds. You've had some luck too, man. So I I think that uh, you're on your way and and, uh, you're going to have some more luck coming your way in the future.
1: Thank you. Um, And can I kind of bring up this new project that I think really. Yeah, man, uh, the floor is yours. Go ahead. Yeah. So it's called wilder world. Um, and if you've seen the movie Ready Player One with like the metaverse, how it's your daily life, how they put the headset on and people care more about what's in the metaverse than, um, what's real life per se. I think we're a couple years out from that, but the decentralized aspect, how good of graphics they have. Um, I really think that Wilder World is a project that will be that, like it will be the Ready Player One um, of the future. And it's just so cool seeing all the news they have. They actually have Jake Paul coming on today as like an endorser, like a guy they have a partnership with. Um, and yesterday, maybe two days ago, they announced that Illuvium, which is a game studio that does play to earn NFT games, will have a building in Miami, which Miami is like a one-to-one scale of Miami. Like that's their first launch of the world. Um, And then this is a quote from a recent discord AMA. The intention of Wyoming is to have it be a central hub for many metaverse projects. We are working on a board a yacht club as well as an alluvium tower, which the alluvium tower got announced yesterday. Um, So I don't know. Board a yacht club could be there too. Um, But Really, we see it as we're in the space with TopShot and the, all the profile picture NFTs. Um, we see this as a place where you could go in and be your board API club in the metaverse. You could go in and be your cool cat if you wanted to. Um, and then I guess their first real product offering has been what's called wilder wheels. I saw Um, those.
0: So I didn't connect the wilder world and wired wilder wheels were the same, the same thing. I saw the cars when they were going up.
1: Yeah. So the cars are, and I mean the play to earn game isn't out yet, but I think that's coming before the end of the year. But I mean, yeah, like I'll be able to drive my wheel around Miami um, I'm pretty, they announced there's different ways to monetize that car. Like I'm assuming staking is going to be one of the options. And, um, I mean, you saw them, like, they look great. Like the, they're calling them the 5d graphics, like they have sound, uh, they look awesome. Um, but yeah, it's, it's still super early in that space, but they've also been building this for years. Um, so it is exciting to see that. We may be transitioning from the NFT era of just profile pictures to like real metaverse projects where people actually go in and use them.
0: It. it I, I was at Gtex today. I was doing a, a talk with uh, Avery Acanini of Vayner NFT and Adam Brotman. and we were talking about NFTs in, in terms of marketing uh, to a bunch of marketing people who had never heard about what the hell NFTs are. So it was a lot of fun, yeah. um, but. You know, in, in, in that conversation, there's uh, a couple games, PDE games that were set up today. One of them was built on Unreal, and the other one was built on more of what I'm used to out of like the Animoca sort of like um, sandboxy, Minecrafty looking PDE games, which is typically more of what I've seen when it comes to like metaverse gaming. So I think the real question for me is like, Right now, I don't think that the play to earn games are the games themselves are very fun. I think usually they're the play to earn aspect of them is what's intriguing people. So, kind of waiting for that first Fortnite level fun game combined with the PDE and the NFTs and the blockchain, you know, involvement to sort of pop. And maybe this is it. So, I guess we'll see. But I saw the cards and they do look great.
1: Yeah. And I mean, the PDE like aspect is just their first um, rollout per se. I I really think their goal is to be the ready player one metaverse where it's totally decentralized. You have, I'll call it infinite worlds where you can just bounce around and do whatever. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's super early and just excited to know about them, honestly, like, especially with my miss on top shot, but uh
0: yeah, let's let's hope that uh, that this one's a big one. And uh, I want to thank you for coming on, Tristan, uh, and thanks for being patient as we had to reschedule a couple times with life happening for the both of us. But uh, I think people will enjoy your story, and uh, hopefully, we'll have you again when you have your massive million dollar hit. Uh, we're going to have you back on, and we'll let you celebrate and pop bottles uh, on the on the recording here. Uh, but yeah, yeah I, I think you have some good luck coming your way for
1: sure. Yeah, thank you. Thanks again for having me. All right, Tristan, take care.
0: I want to thank my special guest, Tristan Hillerich, for joining me. Uh, A lot of great things coming your way from PackRip Media uh, this week. Always check out the Here for the Moments guys. Their podcast is fantastic, and I know a new episode on the PackRip Media stream was posted of Around the Metaverse with Adam Fish and PackRip Ewing himself. Also this Saturday, the second edition of Aspen Scambusters will be back, and we will be talking about uh, the latest and greatest in NFT scams. So stay tuned, and we will be coming back to you this week. Take care of yourselves and each other. Bye.